Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we have a new, very recent, very, very recent re reveal. I mean, it was a, about a month ago, but still, new recent reveal. A truck that's been on sale for about 15 years with a few refreshes and a few facelifts and blah blah blah. But this, finally, we have an all new version of this truck. And it kind of looks like a concept car, I'm not going to lie. I'm talking about the 2022 Nissan Frontier. Let's dive in. Although it's 5 inches longer than the outgoing model, Nissan tells us that it didn't want its new Frontier to grow too much. The company was focused on finding a just right size for the mid-size pickup. However, even though the chassis has been thoroughly re-engineered for 2022 and the overall length increased, the wheelbase is the same as the outgoing model. Power also comes from a familiar engine, though Nissan disclosed that when they introduced sorry, though Nissan disclosed that when they introduced the 3.8 liter V6 for the 2020 model year. The, en the engine makes 310 horsepower and 281 pound-feet of torque. That's easily more power and torque than the Chevrolet Colora Colorado with an optional V6. The Ranger's EcoBoost, meanwhile, makes much less power, but more torque. The Frontier's V6 is hooked up to a 9-speed automatic, although EPA numbers aren't ready yet. Nissan says that the economy numbers will be similar, if not better, than the outgoing model's 18, I think that's 18 combined, 24, 24 highway and 20 city? It might be 20 combined, actually, in 18 city. Ooh. Oh, anyway. Looks inspired by Nissan's 1980s and 1990s trucks. Though, to be honest, I don't really see that. The new look, meanwhile, has been designed to be as rough and tumble as possible. Many of its design cues were inspired by the Nissan hardbody truck from the 80s and 90s. The truck was, was famed for its off-road capability, and, some of its, and, and it's some of that ruggedness that Nissan is attempting to capitalize on. The company describes the truck's design as interlocking, with parts looking like they should fit together like jointery. Its designers also said they took inspiration from, from things Frontier owners have in their pockets, like carabiners. Nissan also worked on making the Frontier more capable and comfortable. That means it used its zero-gravity seats to make long drives as painless as possible. The automaker also retuned the steering rack to provide better on-center feel. The 9-speed auto also comes into play. Its wider array of gearing options means not only that it can make better use of its low-down grunt, but can make highway cruises less fatiguing. Larger front and rear stabilizer bars, meanwhile, should mean that the truck doesn't pitch and roll as much either. As for things that are less comfort and more capability oriented, the 2022 Frontier is offered in both rear and all-wheel drive, unless you're in Canada where only all-wheel drive is available. Hill Start Assist and Hill Descent, Hill Descent Control, I thought I was going to say Assist, but it's Hill Descent Control are both standard, but there's more to be had if you're willing to take a few option box, uh, boxes. Boxes? Jesus. If you opt for the Pro 4X trim, you can also get electronic locking diffs, Bilstein off-road shocks, and underbody skid plates that protect all of the Frontier's precious innards while it's off-roading. Up front, the Frontier makes use of independent double wishbone suspension with twin-tube shocks and hollow stabilizer bars. At the rear, it's overslung multi-leaf springs with a solid axle, a Dana one in the Pro, Pro 4X's case. That all means that it's good for 1,400 or well, 1,400 pounds or 635 kilograms of payload in the four-wheel drive S trim, and can tow up to 6,490 pounds or 2,944 kilograms. The trailer sway control is standard on all trims too, though the tow hitch is optional. 
king and crew cab body styles with two bed options. The Frontier is offered in either king or crew cab and the bed comes in 5 or 6 feet long, depending on the trim you opt for. The frame is fully boxed in either, in either case for more strength. Inside, meanwhile, the latest feature you'll likely notice is a new 9-inch touchscreen that comes standard with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, a ubiquitous standard in the industry now. A 7-inch seven inch, uh, inch instrument cluster, I was about to say infotainment, I don't know why. A 7-inch instrument cluster gives the driver all the information they could need. Under your right arm is about a gallon of storage. That's almost twice as much of the competition. Nissan made a big effort to get as much storage as possible out of the cab. And has also added 1.5 gallons or 5.7 liters of storage in the rear doors and 1.7 gallons or 6.5 liters in the front doors. The Frontier has also been loaded with Nissan's latest safety technology. A 360-degree camera will help you navigate tight trails, while Safety Shield 360 should help you navigate highways. With automatic emergency braking, pedestrian detection, blind spot warning, and more, the truck should be popular with the safety-minded. Pricing has not been revealed yet, but like the EPA fuel economy ratings, should be revealed closer to the Frontier's on-sale date. Deliveries are expected to start this summer. So I was actually planning on going to read a Road and Track article now about the truck, but it pretty much says the same thing as the Car Scoops article. So let's talk about the looks because we don't have much more to talk about when it comes to the technical specs. The looks. This is probably the best looking Nissan truck I've seen in a while. I don't like the grill. It's still got that weird, what do they call it? Like Samurai, I don't think it was Samurai Shield, but it was some weird shield something name that they call that they called this weird grill design or the strange grill design. But... I think it looks better here. I'm still not sold on it, but it looks more at home with this very Tonka-esque looking truck. The headlights are square with two DRLs. You have a DRL at the top, a DRL at the bottom. Not unlike the, the face of the Durango, actually, the 2021 Durango, just a lot thicker and more and further spaced apart. There is this, the, they, have your, they have the interlocking design on the side, not on the sides of the headlights because they don't go up to the headlights, but... You know the, the current Chevrolet Silverado and how it has almost like those vents, those intakes on the side of the headlights? Imagine that, but actually less interlocking looking. It looks more integrated. It actually, it almost looks like, it doesn't look like it's supposed to help with the brakes, like cool the brakes or anything, but it almost looks like it's meant to, I guess, reduce pressure in that area of the front bumper. I don't think it's actually open. I think it's a fake vent personally, but... Yeah, it's it's a very the front the front three quarter that I'm looking at. It's a very Tonka esque looking truck, though mostly in the front because the rest of like the cab area is fairly flat. Is not slab sided, but it's not as chunky looking as it could be. The wheel arch cladding, though, I'm I'm kind of okay with. It's a more rounded look, and it's plastic cladding, and it's actually kind of thick. But for all for this package, which I think is the Pro 4X, I think it works. I think it works quite a bit. Let's keep going. Let's find a different image. Okay, we have a almost a rear silhouette image. What What's funny to me is that this almost makes me think of like a more squared off Toyota Tacoma. That's what this makes me think of, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Just something to note. The We have a look at the taillights here, and the taillights are a little bit hard to explain. They're similar to the headlights where you have the dual technically quad element DRL. So you have two LED elements in the taillights, one at the top and then one near the middle. Again, very similar to the headlights, which makes for 
personally kind of a boring taillight signature. It's not like the, it's not at all like the D, DT Ram 1500. No, it's very different. I think it'll still be dis distinctive down the road though, because I think at this very moment in time, it is relatively unique. The bed, or I say the bed, the tailgate looks like a tailgate. It does look like it has a, like a steel beam in the middle though, because you have a crease near the, near the bottom of the tailgate where it says frontier in body color text, where they're indented into the tailgate, and then you have the crease, and then you have where the body, it looks like it comes out, and then you have like an integrated spoiler into the tailgate, into the top of the tailgate where the handle is, which again, really is just another crease. That's a design trait in trucks, in tailgate design at least, that we've been seeing a lot of. I don't necessarily mind it, but it is kind of, to me here, it's a little boring looking. Not exactly... Not exactly the most interesting of tailgates, but then again, that's perhaps a little oxymoronic to say that a tailgate can look interesting. I suppose excluding for having like a Raptor, Raptor in all text, or Ram in all text like they do on the Rebel and maybe the TRX models. Now we have a different front three-quarter view, and one thing that's interesting is is the, not the lack, but the, the obvious, let me get to a different image and see if. Yeah, actually, no, there is a lack. You know how Ram has that semi-truck look where you have the hood, you have the hood on the very top, and then the fenders drop well below the big rig look, I think they called it. For a second there, I thought this Frontier had a similar big rig look, but it doesn't. It just has some shapes to the hood. It doesn't really have a big rig look at all. From the side, it looks like it has a little bit of one, but front from the, even from a slightly angled front-facing view, it really, really doesn't. Which isn't terrible, it is still a good looking truck, but mm. In the press images that I look at here though, the tow hooks, there's two tow hooks at the front and they're both red. Kind of reminds me of like a Jeep, Jeep Wrangler Rubicon package. That's what that reminds me heavily of. And I think, I'm actually, I'm looking at the vents for the interlocking design at the front and I think they are fake. That's, that's kind of lame. Normally for trucks, I, I kind of like a Tonka look because I think it adds playfulness to a truck. It makes them... I think it makes trucks a little bit less serious and and brings out the kid and everyone that would or in most people that would get a big or even a mid-sized truck like this because the truck is supposed to be tough and haul stuff and other stereotypes like that why shouldn't they look the part why shouldn't they have a bunch of have a bunch of bolding body molding and whatnot i think they should and i think the frontier does that really does that fairly well and it doesn't go overboard with it it doesn't it's not a it's, it doesn't have like a bunch of patches or splotches all over the design no i think for the most part it's very well integrated the only downside is that again those vents at the very sides of the face below just below the headlights though to the side of the headlights they're the only shame is that they're fake though i suppose if they weren't fake that would make it a little bit less aerodynamic which would be quite a shame enough talking about the exterior though because we've banged on about that a good bit here also actually before i said that i do kind of like nissan's new logo though the minimalist minimalist logo that's kind of cool. But again, enough banging, banging on about the exterior. Let's go to the interior. And oh my. I don't actually, I don't really like it, to be honest. The The center stack design is very like 2016. Like it's not, it doesn't look like a modern interior to me. Maybe, maybe for 2016, the design would look a little futuristic, but certainly the materials don't look it. It looks like the whole dash is made of a, is made of a plastic. It's... It's a bit of a, the interior already looks dated to me, especially with some of the knobs on the far, on the far sides of where the HVAC buttons are, which are 
they're below the touchscreen yet above i think some of the like center locking other center locking or some off-road functions and or an aux i say aux but some some cable integration but yeah the interior already looks dated like the steering wheel here let's talk about the steering wheel so i don't hate it well i don't really like i really actually i don't hate it but i don't like it i do dislike the steering wheel what's funny is that the spokes and again we're we're gonna get really nitpicky here so the dt ram 1500 basically has four spokes you have the ones at the sides and then you have the two at the bottom of the steering wheel which makes like a four spoke design rather than a three spoke design that we typically see say i'm gonna say the jl wrangler because that's not really to me a true four spoke design that's more like a hollow three spoke this is a four spoke though because it's in a very similar shape to the bottom third well i say so, yeah third and fourth spoke on the dt 1500 and i only point that out just because it's a it's a funny similarity to me that's not what we're going to talk about here though what we're going to talk about here is the buttons and i really dislike them the buttons where so they've like with fca or maybe ford or any other company the buttons are integrated into the spoke so that on the sides they they mold into the sides and then the bottom the bottom spokes the third and or fourth spoke is left alone right it's its own thing here on the frontier there's this massive black piece it's vertical okay so instead of it being horizontal like on any fca product it's vertical and so it spans the height of the side of the middle spokes and the bottom spokes so it's sort of like yeah the buttons are integrated into the spoke design like the entire spoke design of the wheel and i i don't like it to me it's it's kind of cluttered especially with the buttons because the buttons are vertically oriented as well so you have i guess a seek button you have a volume button for the radio i'd imagine there is a i guess a cruise control button i need to i need to zoom in hold on okay so you have a source button at the very top of the left side of the steering wheel you have an enter and it's it's more of a not a lever uh it's a switch so you go up down and then it has enter in the middle you have a left and right button below that for something you have a volume button then you have a call button which is below the cruise control button and then on the right side you have a big on off button god only knows what for i think you have an accelerate slash resume button for the cruise control and then a, i guess a decelerate or cancel and then a cancel button on top of that for something maybe phone calls and so again it's just very maybe 2018 looking it's a little bit more modern than 2016 but either way it's a very dated looking interior and it's a very dated looking steering wheel excluding the the new nissan badge and it just looks cluttered i wish it wasn't i wish it wasn't so cluttered something i do like before we get back onto stuff that i don't like is i really haven't touched on like the center stack that that much i do like the orange accents in the press photos for the pro 4x that we're seeing here especially some of the like indents in the door panels here it's almost like there it's a massive orange accent that surrounds a speaker i'm not sure if it is a speaker but i think it is then if we go back to the let's go to the center console you two like bracing structures which have orange stitching as does the rest of the interior and then once again like orange aluminum highlights on the inside or orange aluminum inserts i should say then that are on the inside of those like bracing structures that go on the outsides of the cup holders and then the gear selector i like that portion of it and i do actually like the gear selector itself it's actually not so chunky you know how the trx i think it's the ram trx's gear selector it's kind of chunky and kind of thick looking which is totally fine don't get me wrong 
but it is rather thick. This, the Frontier goes the opposite way. It's more, more car-like, more SUV-like, really. And I do, I do appreciate that. Getting back onto the dash, though, and the center stack. The air vents are, they're vertical, which is fine, but it does remind me of, like, the early DS, like a 2009 Ram 1500, those air vents. It's similar to that, but with some silver in inserts surrounding it. I I don't like the material. It looks to be, the dash material, I should say, it looks to be a lot of hard plastic, like a lot of hard plastic, and it, again, it just looks dated. The HVAC buttons look dated, and there's this massive, one of my problems with the charger, the current charger, is where you have like the HVAC buttons and the volume button. It's a massive slab of plastic. The HVAC buttons don't neatly fit that portion of the interior is just a massive slab of plastic. I think it looks ugly as mess. And the new Frontier is not as bad. It doesn't have as much fat to trim, but it is still just a massive, a massive bit of plastic that's really disappointing to me. Let's go other interior or other interior photos. Let's go from a different angle. Yeah, it's to me, it yeah, it's kind of a dated looking interior already. And that really is quite a shame. I do like the texturing on the seats. It's they're like they're like tank treads, and then you have Pro 4X on the seat backs, which I I like. That's good. But yeah, honestly, I'm gonna have to say I think overall I would give this car like a six and a half out of ten. And I really I really wish I could give it a better score. But the exterior I think is good. I really do like the interior. It's not perhaps as Tonk as Tonka ish or as Tonka esque as as I would like, or as some of you might like, but I think it does a good job of not, it certainly does a good job of not going overboard with it. Perhaps it looks a little too much like a Tacoma, but then again, a lot of trucks look like other trucks. So, because, you know, they're trucks, there's not that much you can do to change the, change the design. So, it is what it is. But I like the face, the rest of the truck is okay, but that interior to me, that's, that's the biggest disappointment, is that it's just a really dated looking interior already, especially for a 2022, a 2022 model year vehicle it's already incredibly incredibly dated looking and that's the biggest shame about it but anyway i'm gonna stop ranting here because i have beat this thing to death enough i just yeah enough i hope you all enjoyed if you did then please like the episode share the episode and follow the podcast and let me know what you think of the new frontier if you enjoyed this if you if you're watching this podcast on youtube i should say then please like comment share and consider subscribing and if you do subscribe i really do appreciate that Please make sure to hit the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you're, you know, obviously notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have one the Pod B mobile app, not a problem. Before you set off, just type in Cody's Car Conundrum wherever you get your podcast, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.